Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. How are you, Anne? Doing great, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Summer's winding down. Yeah, it's almost September. Hard to believe that, but it's still pretty hot outside. So for those of you that listen to our podcast regularly, you might hear a slight lisp in my talking. Hopefully that's going to go away over time, but I decided to have my teeth fixed because I keep biting my lip. So I have this Invisalign in my mouth and it feels like I've just got a whole thing of saltine crackers chewed up in there. Yeah, and you got them on? I do. You have to wear them 22 hours a day. Gotcha. You got lipstick on them. I can, do I? No, I hate you that. don't. I'm oh, just kidding. You. I can be, that's so mean. <laughs> I um, actually had to order new lipstick because my old lipstick was getting stuck all over it and it was really unattractive, yeah. like Miss America faux pas. You gotcha. Know? Glad I don't have that problem. Yeah. So anyway, getting your teeth fixed as an adult, I mean, I, I had braces as a kid. Um, I don't know what that cost because my, you know, my parents or my insurance paid for it, but um, it's not cheap. No, right? it's expensive. Yeah. I tell you what's great is like my my kids. So my son got embraces. That was a just a mountain of money. And then I got him Invisalign. I went to the dentist like six months later, and he said, "Hey, when is your son going to pick up his Invisalign?" Oh gosh. Yeah, and I don't think he still picked it up. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they're paid for though. Oh gosh. They're sitting in a drawer. Wow. So dental work is one of those things that you see the cost of, right? It's not like your insurance; you have a copay and. You know, you, you pay 10 bucks at the doctor and you're on your way. So I think uh, one of the things we've been talking about is what do things cost? Exactly. How, how do we expose consumers to the true cost of services? And even bigger, how do we expose employers to the true cost of services? Yeah, what's interesting, too, in dental, if you go back way back in time, they normally operated under a reimbursement plan. Right, like an indemnity plan. Yeah, so I would go and I would get a crown and I would have a $400 allowance for a crown or a $100 allowance for a filling. So our, our subject today is reference-based pricing in healthcare. Right. And it's confusing for people because some people talk about reference-based pricing as, you know, Medicare Plus, or they talk about reference-based pricing in regards to bundled. So from 30,000 feet... What in the world is reference-based pricing, and why should that matter to you? Right. And so for, for those of you that don't have experience with reference-based pricing, just to give a, a high-level overview, is it is a cost tied to a number that you can go out and touch or verify. In many cases, for a health plan that puts this type of funding in, it's tied to Medicare reimbursement. So it's Medicare reimbursement rates, which are published, plus some percentage. It's not all the same. So some are plus 40, 40 basis points, some are plus 90, some are plus 100. All the contracts could vary, but it's just tied to a reference number that you can verify. Yeah, it's complicated because healthcare, and, and I know our listeners know this, but they uh, it defies all laws of economics. So when I went to high school and we talked about Fish Island, supply and demand. Right. You know, more fish, 
<laughs> Lower the price of fish. But uh, in healthcare, we have an abundance of demand because of the disease state in America mm-hmm. and an abundance of supply. And it doesn't drive the price down. Right. It does so, not act like a normal free market It doesn't. Would. I mean, so you went and bought a, a Invisalign. They gave you a price. You had a choice. Right. Right? So obviously you chose to buy them. Correct. Where you bought them. Right. But you could have said no. Right. And Which, I checked a couple places. Good you for know, you. And I, I shopped around a little bit. Everyone had a little different opinion about how long it would take, which affected the price too. Um, but I knew the price. It was exposed to me. Yeah. So when we talk about reference-based pricing, there's, there's many layers to that. The best example of that would be uh, bundled services that hospitals are now deploying in different marketplaces. And the perfect example is General Electric strategy down in Cincinnati for uh, orthopedic services. So as an organization, as an employer, the real payer of health care and their employees, they said, we think there's a better way to buy, buy this. We're going to go out and we're going to vet quality of orthopedic services. We're going to vet price of orthopedic services. They looked at hospitals across our region, landed on a specific hospital based on quality and said, okay, so for our employees, this is where we're going to incent them, not mandate them. This is where we're going to incent them to get hip and knee replacement. Yeah. So bundled service, explain how that works. So what you talk about a bundled service is normally if we went and bought a TV we would buy a 50-inch TV, and we would have it in a box, and we would take it home. Right. Healthcare, unfortunately, a lot of those services are unbundled. So we have a variety of different services. So I have a charge for uh, medication in the hospital. I have a charge for my room. I have a charge for the, for the anesthesiologist, for the radiologist, for the pathologist. Right. So anyone who's ever had services inpatient or outpatient or emergency room would know you're getting not one bill, but seven or eight bills. And- do I owe this? Don't I owe this? The timing of what they came in. And so this gives the patient the experience of I go, I get the service, I get one bill exactly. for all of those I charges. I need a new knee. Right. How much is it going to cost right. me? Right. The king of bundled services is like cable companies, right? Yeah. Your phone and your internet and your- Let's not even go there. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, that's another topic. That's but, a big topic. Right. But th- that's a bundled service. Correct. Exactly. So, and And it's a big strategy. And so as- Historically, insurance companies would negotiate on our behalf, and they did a fine job for decades, but the economy and healthcare is changing. The real payer of healthcare is waking up, which is employers and employees and people like you and I, mm-hmm. and we're saying, is there a more cost-effective way to do that? And that all sits in the center of reference-based pricing. Right. And so if you think about it like this, under reference-based pricing or bundled services, it's not the 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 carrier negotiating the rate with the provider and then telling you what you're going to pay, right? That's removed from the equation. Correct. The carrier might still be the claims payer or your third-party administrator, but they're not setting the pricing. It's being set by the employer. It's being set by the provider, but you're being informed. There's a different way to set the pricing. Yeah, and the, and, and the big issue inside of this is, and a good example is imaging because it's easier to understand. So I need to go have an MRI and my employer, and I'm on an HSA, so transparency is real important to me. And I go and I look and I can have an MRI, whether it, you know, uh, that service specifically, whether there's dye included or not. And I look across the marketplace and I can get an MRI that starts at the lowest price of, you know, $325 or the highest price of $1,900. Like, oh my gosh, like what, like what does that mean to me? 
is is the most expensive one the best one? Not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. So reference-based pricing in its probably in its clarity would say we're going to reimburse people three hundred dollars for an MRI or four hundred dollars for an MRI. Right, and when you say reimburse people, you mean the provider. Correct. Make the your choice. Person doing the test. Yeah. So here's transparency that talks about cost and identifies quality. And your reimbursement or your coverage level is $400. Now pick and choose what services you want, which is interesting because it gets the providers interested in lowering those costs. Right, because they want to be competitive. Right. It it pushes it more towards a free market concept. It pushes it more towards a normal consumer good concept that most people are familiar with, except for in this healthcare arena. And so... um, I was reading an article, it was a, a SHRM article published in 2014, and at, that's just two years ago. But at that time, they were saying 52% of employers are using traditional type products and not, not really considering looking at um, reference-based pricing or other types of consumer products when they put in, in their health plan. But in two to three years, this article was predicting that that wouldn't be the case, that people would be ready to move to something different. And if I think back two years ago to employers that I was talking with about a different concept, a different way to to purchase your insurance or to reimburse providers, they were very scared of reference-based pricing when we talked about it. The concept is hard to get your brain wrapped around because we've never really known that in this country. In terms yeah, because we've insurance. worked off of a system that was a discount off of a price. Right. So 50% off. It's like that dollar store. You ever walked in the dollar store? Nothing's a dollar. Nothing's a dollar. What do they call it, the dollar? They, I... they should say, like, kind of a dollar. <laughs> right? It's kind of a dollar. Right? So historically, employers that purchase health care, it's, you know, we're selling, well, 50 50% off bill charges. So what's the bill charge? Right. Who sets that? Yeah, if and I charge $1,000, I give you 50% off, you feel like you've got a deal. That's right. What if you go next door and the price is $2,000, 50% off? What if you and I are having dinner and you find out I paid 500 you paid 1000 Right. What if the real cost is only 300 Exactly. That's what we're trying to get at, is what is the real cost? So when we when we think about that and we think about three to five years after 2014, next year's 2017, I can tell you without um, without a specific statistic, but with some actual validity that employers are ready for this conversation. They're ready. They're either ready to go there or they're ready to hear about it. They want something different. Well, and they buy all their materials for their company, right? So they buy talent this way. They buy materials this way. They buy their products that way. They don't buy it from one source. They buy it from multiple sources. And they're really disciplined about being price conscious and quality. Uh, and we need to teach employers how to buy health care in a completely different way. Right. Medicare is actually the best example. I mean, it's archaic and you can argue around our government and the efficiency and the effectiveness and the affordability and all of that. But Medicare actually has been a great purchaser of health care. Mm-hmm. Now, on the heels of that, let me kind of back up and say that if this country went under Medicare pricing, it would uh, it would have catastrophic effects on our healthcare system. Right. I mean, uh, that could not happen all at one time. It, it, it absolutely it just couldn't. couldn't because there's so many things that are dependent on the mm-hmm. current pricing scheme and structure that's in place. So over time, I think there's an opportunity to transform. And I think that the reason this is gaining so much traction is because of the availability of information. Well, in all fairness, I mean, the reason why the private sector, employers, employees pay so much 
is because, at least from the healthcare direction, is because the government or Medicaid, Medicare doesn't pay their fair share. Right. In my opinion, I think you would agree, I think the price is somewhere in the middle. Right. But it's, we're squeezing the balloon, and I'm not sure I like that. Well, because when you squeeze the balloon and when Medicare reimbursements go down... Actually, I said I'm not sure. I'm very confident <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> private employers pay more. And so as the cuts continue and private employers pay more and more, now they're demanding a, an opportunity to understand what they're paying for. Which, which, if you're an employer, you should be very self-aware of this. Because if you're the last person in the room to turn the lights off, guess how much money you're paying. So as other employers are just deploying this, these strategies... And providers have the ability to charge off of a discount. It's going to get very expensive for those last people standing inside the room. Right. Yeah. And so what, you know, thinking about this, what, you know, what can employers do? What can you be looking at? What can you be talking about now? And I think, you know, the one thing that that comes to my mind is um, uh, the term used in this article was gating strategies, but you'll think back to the old HMO days where people used um, a system to direct care. So you had to have a primary care physician. That primary care physician had to see you first. They had to refer you to specialists. They controlled where you went. And by doing that, supposedly controlled the cost and the overutilization under the plan. Right. So we have systems in place today that aren't quite as onerous on the member that that would be considered a gating strategy, like have a primary care physician. If you have one and you use, you know, certain tiered doctors, you get a lower copay. So there's things that employers have been going back to to try to control the costs in their plan. But those traditional type cost-saving strategies are becoming very irrelevant quickly. Yeah, and I, I would say for the most part, a lot of those are started or uh, or have been implemented in imaging because it's easy for people to understand. So if I have a primary care doc and I was told to go have an MRI, that primary care physician would direct me, right, in an appropriate way to get an MRI. All that based on quality, most of that based on cost. Right, and so... You know, talking about what to look at, I mean, I think just start the conversation. I mean, you could Google it out there. We can post this article that we read, too, um, on our on our blog, healthierbirthdays.com. But just understand what it means. Even if you're not ready to move towards that, even if you're not ready to even consider that, you don't want to be the last one in the room turning off the lights. So we want to be sure of that. Um, we want you to understand what options are out there. And it's I think it's going to come pretty fast over the next 12 to 24 months. It's We don't have a lot of early adopters, generally speaking, in this geography, in this Midwest. I mean, the coasts tend to be quicker adopters of new ideas and concepts. They're not no normally born here. But I will tell you that we have a lot of fast followers. So as soon as people start to move in this direction, we've got folks that are going to be ready to consider this. And we just don't want you to be caught unaware and not ready to at least embrace the concept. Yeah. So big questions would be, you know, obviously this is most attractive for self-funded employers, right? Those employers that can actually make specific choices in regards to, hey, I'm interested in a Medicare Plus, which is create a lot of noise in our marketplace. So a reference-based price based on a Medicare price, uh, and I'm very interested in bundled services. I'm, I'm interested in imaging services. So first layer would be self-funded employers. Right. 
And then on top of that, I mean, carriers today, United, Anthem, Humana, Medical Mutual, the carriers that we represent today in our marketplace, they have gating strategies today right? inside of their plans. Yeah, so you could ease into the idea and the concept of driving people to high-quality, low-cost providers and starting to dip your toe into it that way. You don't have to just abandon your current strategy and jump into reference-based pricing. Uh, but it's it, there's a real opportunities out there to start to take steps towards controlling costs, giving members informed choices, and helping everybody start to take control of the cost of healthcare. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, really, when you talk about this, it's this is it's our money, right? It's the employer's money. It's the employee's money. We need to we need to act like it's our it's our money. So as we just kind of wrap up this topic, because it is complicated. Uh, however, it is strategic. And it can mean a significant amount of savings to the bottom line. As we talk about empowering business with solutions, talking about reference-based pricing, saves employers money. We're motivated by less. We can leave more money on the table for an employer to deploy more resources, hire more people, grow their product, grow our economy. We all win. Right. It helps everybody. This is a strategy that helps everybody, not just the employer, but the employees, too. Yeah, and the it's funny if you've been in this business a long time. This conversation happened 20 years ago. Right. And it's like a merry-go-round. <laughs> it's like fashion. Go. Right. What comes around goes around. Exactly. So we'll close Are with- Are pleated pants coming back in? <laughs> no. Don't wear those. Seriously? Maybe. I'm not sure. Is that a male fashion? It, I, I have no idea. Well, I don't know. my kids say to me, Mom, that might have been in fashion 100 years ago when you were in high school, which I remind them was possibly 30 years ago, not 100. Um but things do come back around. And this concept isn't new. It's just recycled in, in the current year with some updates. Exactly. So we'll put the information on healthierbirthdays.com. Thanks for listening to Side Effects. Uh, if you want to talk to us directly, go to scott at healthierbirthdays.com or, or, or Ann at healthierbirthdays.com. Thanks for listening. Have a terrific day. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on, on Side, Side Effects. Effects.